Welcome to Experience Points. My name is Brandon. And I'm Lance. The world can be a scary place, with the economy being volatile, a global pandemic on the rise, and entire states and countries literally bursting into flames. It's nice to have a little escape. Sometimes you want to go to a different world filled with other people and just get away from it all. And that's something that MMOs can offer us. Lance, can you uh, can you let us know sort of what an MMO is? <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that you always give me the softballs here. <laughs> hey, if anyone hasn't ever played a video game, you want to explain real quick what a video game is? Yeah. Um, yeah, MMO, Massive Multiplayer Online. Um, you know, WoW, I feel like, is, is one of the main ones you've probably heard, but it definitely wasn't the first one, you know. EverQuest, if people have heard of that, um, I think is, is a pretty common one. And uh, Guild Wars is probably the third one that I think most people have heard of. Yeah, well, and I think um, other, I guess, less hardcore gamers may have even heard of Destiny or, you know, True. those sort of shoot 'em style uh, MMOs, right? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be an RPG uh, role playing game, which is, you know, what some of these other ones are. Uh, but yeah, MMO is just anything where it's just a ton of people uh, playing online together, is really all it is. Yeah, so Lance, you mentioned a few of them. Have you played any of those games particularly? I know that you talked about in the last episode, wow, just a little bit. But yeah. um, have you played any of the others too? Um, so WoW was my first one. Um, WoW was when I got introduced in Lich King, um, which, um, for those that don't play WoW, basically they come out with expansions eh, every two years now. They've kind of standardized it. Um, but back then, it definitely wasn't as standardized. But um, yeah, Lich King was the second expansion to come out after Burning Crusade. Um, and that's when the very first really got into wow and and until that point i you know what i i actually stand corrected because i remember i played uh silk road online <laughs> yeah if anyone knows that game more power to you uh it was a bot hell so i'm sorry if you played it um silk road online was actually my very first mmo and it was a very cool concept that i haven't really seen in any other mmo so that's basically it had three different jobs you could either be a hunter a trader or a thief and so what you would do is you would have major cities just like any other mmo and you would buy goods in one city if you were a trader and you would try to get those goods to another city and depending on what goods you bought and how far you could get it and stuff like that then you would you know make quite a quite a hefty profit and what the hunter uh, job would do is they would protect you as you did that and you would give them a cut of your profit and they're protecting you from thieves and there was just like you can imagine there's always more thieves everyone wants the easy way out right <laughs> they want to just come up steal your shit and leave um, which was always frustrating so as a trader or a hunter you'd always try to take like back roads and stuff because if if one if one person saw you even if they weren't a hunter you knew. All right, well, they're probably telling a guild and an entire fuck ton of people are about to rain down on us. So we either need to change our path or, you know, do something else. So it the concept was fun, but like I said, at the end of the day, the grinding aspect of it, it wasn't fun and there were, you know, it was flooded with bots. Not to, you know, 
you were asking about my general uh, overview, and I gave you a very deep, uh, deep explanation in Ahsoka Online. So, well, no. So I think that that brings up a good point. So, um, whenever I guess this was probably six or seven years ago at this point, um, whenever they brought Arcage over to mm-hmm. like the U.S., they tried to emulate some of those aspects. So you yeah. could be a trader trying to get your goods and you know across this entire country and there was no fast travel. So you had to, you know, hop on a mule and just go across the country. Um, And the problem is that that game in particular was just like a microtransaction hell. Ah. So yeah, they, they saw money and they were like, Oh, well, we're just going to try to get as much as possible. Um, and really just punish the players for just wanting to play the game with the standard monthly subscription. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, um, that can probably be a topic in, in and of itself. Um, <laughs> just I mean, microtransactions, the, right? I mean, that, well, yeah, microtransactions in general, but, you know, for MMOs as well, um, you know, Silk Road, whenever I stopped playing, that's whenever they started, you know, figuring out that they could do microtransactions. And, you know, that's where the real money was because it was a free game. Um, but up until that point, they didn't do microtransactions, or if they did, it was just like cosmetic and stuff. But you know, they pretty went, they went into it pretty hard. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of games rely on that microtransaction system, right? I mean, regardless of MMO, but MMOs, especially if they are free to play, then that's how they you know make their money. That's true, and I mean, I think you also have to look at where the games come from and what their primary audience is. Yeah, you know, uh, Korean style MMOs, and this is going to sound racial or whatever. That's not really what this Uh-oh, is. Oh, racist it, alert! Yeah, exactly right. Um, but no, the the idea that there are Korean style MMOs and that those get released in America as well by American publishers. It's just the idea that their target audience are those whales that will just feed microtransactions left, right, and center. Um, you know, yeah. I'm sure that you've seen those games, right? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it, it, and it's definitely a lot more of a culture thing, right? I, I read a really interesting article on it, which basically came down to, they, they quizzed or asked a bunch of questions about, you know, people in, korea versus people in america on like what type of games they want and the results were basically and this was a single study so you know take it with a grain of salt <laughs> uh, but the results were that people in america would rather just pay up front for for a, a game and not have to worry about microtransactions after while in korea they preferred to just have it free and have it microtransactions so that they could determine how long they were playing for um so, you know, if they didn't necessarily like it and they only played it for a little bit, um, then they wouldn't have to buy the whole game. As well as a huge culture concept over there is internet cafes. So mm. then you don't even have to worry about owning the game. You just have your account. You have your character tied with it. You know, you're good to go. So, yeah, well, that's a good point. And I mean, just anecdotally for me, you know, I would prefer a buy to play game. Um, without a monthly fee or any, you know, um, microtransaction based like interaction. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think and I think that's how most people see it here in America. But again, it's it, I think that's a lot of the culture. And I'm curious. I'm really curious if that's 
kind of shifting away from the internet cafe with you know the coronavirus and everything like i wonder if that is going to stay a sustaining market or not i don't i don't know i'm just talking shit right now because i have literally <laughs> no idea so i mean i would assume but at the same time uh covid really didn't impact some of the other asian countries as hard as it did china True. so again fuck if i know um <laughs> but um you know, getting back to sort of the topic at hand, like, how do you feel about subscription models in an MMO? Um, I don't like subscription models in any game um, or anything at all. Um, you know, I, a little bit of a tangent, but I work in the tech sector, um, and that's how a lot of technology has shifted too. You know, used to, I could just buy a router and... I had my router and I was good. <laughs> now there's a lot of subscription based companies where you have to buy a yearly license. And if you don't pay that yearly license, they'll just turn your shit off remotely. I mean, what are you going to do? Your router has to be attached to the network. I mean, I guess it has a have to, but 99% of their customers are going to be using a router that is internet based where, you know, the, the company can check in on it and just shut right. it down remotely. Um, so, I mean, I mean, it's it's a very frustrating thing in my everyday life. So, yeah, to have it in video games as well is also really annoying. Yeah, I mean, in your example, uh, you know, you you don't have too many completely air gapped networks anymore. You know, like everything has to connect to the Internet. So good point on that one. Um, and with with video games, especially like I just I don't want to pay per month to enjoy my game. And I get it. I get it that, you know, these, uh, some of these games have been around for, you know, a decade plus. Right. And yeah. they're not making money off of their base game anymore because everybody wants to play it has already bought it. Um, but I just, I can't justify it for myself, you sure. know? Sure. Um, and I, I'm sure as a, as a wow player, I, you probably feel that more than anyone. Right. Yeah, I mean it's 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 interesting because um, despite my hatred for subscription based, I mean, like I said, I still have to do it at work, and you know, there's still some things that you just, if you want entertainment, then you're gonna have to do it. Now, I'm not gonna say video games is one of those sectors. I feel like you have enough options that if you want to not go the subscription route, you certainly can. And in MMOs in general, I mean, there are more games than just WoW that ha that are or MMOs than just WoW that are subscription-based, but WoW's, you know, I feel like the big one that started out with it when it was still pretty relatively, I feel like, less used. Um, the big reason I come back to WoW all the time is just because of that was the first real one that I played that was really, you know, I didn't really have to worry about microtransactions or anything, and, you know, you could make the argument that, well, you're paying 15 a month. I mean, you could just not pay that in microtransactions. You know, it's kind of kind of similar. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's just uh, I've tried many other MMOs. I've tried so many other ones. I've tried Elder Scrolls Online. I've tried Terra Online. I've tried uh, Ragnarok. I've tried Final Fa Final Fantasy 14. Uh, what was the one? I've tried Rift. That's what that was the remember playing that because that was the self-proclaimed WoW killer. That was funny. Yeah. Um, it, it, well, I think that 
rift like they they sold it as a wow killer yeah but they had so many of their own mechanics in there that i i personally enjoyed um the group i was playing with at the time though did not enjoy it um because they didn't understand the mechanics which is frustrating um it's like yeah i i feel like that's something that you know you learn from and then you like adjust how you your play style is you know yeah i think and i think that kind of does show the power of marketing right like i think a lot of people because they did have a huge initial day increase like it was it was huge um but it's because they were advertising they were literally advertising as a wow killer it wasn't like people were just saying oh you know they're a wow killer or whatever that was their advertisement that's how they were getting people to switch over the problem is is like you just said, it was too different from WoW. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing or a good thing. I mean, for a lot of people, that's a f- breath of fresh air. The problem is, is whenever you're advertising to WoW players, hey, come play this game. And then they're like, well, what the fuck is all? Th- I don't know how to do any of this. And like, I don't really, I'm just going to go back to what I'm familiar with. And that's what ultimately happened. They were familiar with WoW. And I think Rift probably could have done better if they wanted to advertise as a WoW killer to be more like WoW. Or if they wanted to be the game they wanted to be, then don't, you know, advertise as a wow killer. You gotta, you kind of have to pick one or the other, you know? Exactly. And to clarify, if anybody's not played, you know, that's those two games, you know, wow is a very, like you're on the rails, um, theme park style game. So you go from point A to point B and you're just doing exactly what the game tells you to do. Um, leveling up and spending your points is also very, very, very straightforward and wow. Um, you know, you basically follow one tree and then that's your spec. Um, and there's some customization and variation, but for the most part, Lance, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's, that's how wow works. Right. Yeah. I mean, I won't get into it. Hopefully a huge change on this, but, um, right. they've changed their game quite a bit from launch date where it was a lot more difficult and it took a lot longer to level. And, um, you know, there was a lot. It, it was just overall a harder game to what it is now, which is a, you know, very simplistic, simplistic game. Um, you know, they've, they've very standardized the leveling to, yeah, you, it literally tells you, Hey, go here, kill five things or click these people or do something and come back. Um, and they've made that very easy because I think they realize people don't really like leveling anymore at least in their game um i think people like leveling in other games but for their game there is people don't like leveling make it as easy as possible get them to the in-game content and then they can move on with their lives true and then on the flip side rift was like a very exploration heavy game yeah um, you had these like cool little events that were like uh, real time um like combat zones where like a rift would open up and you would have to go and fight the enemies that came through. Um, and you could party with people on the fly to take out these rifts. Um, the problem is they had high level rifts open in low level zones to get more people to come back to the original zones to fight. Um, so that was like one thing that was confusing. And on top of that, you had uh, sort of like a multi-classing system where you could mix and match skills from different uh, trees to customize a build for yourself. And that's, again, more complex, um, just a little bit more of a, uh, a journey to get to your final destination than the, the kill X number of things. Um, yeah. And 
So I think that's what the big difference was uh, for those. What I guess what is what do you prefer? Do you prefer to be able to like enjoy sort of the leveling process, or do you just want to get to end game as fast as possible? I am tainted, um, so I, I'm not a good person to ask this question um, because I am used to the WoW leveling process now. I'm I'm used to the WoW flow because I've played it so much and for so long and. Um, I'm, I'm just used to ignoring leveling. So even whenever I try other <clears throat> MMOs, I find myself just ignoring what anything's being said, it, skipping the cutscenes. Like I just, <laughs> I don't care because I'm just like, well, let's, you know, get to the actual game. And then for those MMOs, you know, the leveling is the actual game. Um, yeah. so it's, it's, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not the best person to ask that. So I guess I'll, I'll share my experience then. Cause I think I've got both sides of the coin really. Um, cause I've, for, I'm sure that you're aware of this Lance, like I've played a ton of MMOs. Like I've tried probably every MMO that that's been released in the past, you know, 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's being exaggerated, but it's somewhat true. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, there's definitely some obscure ones you haven't hit, but I'd say the big name. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so I'll use Elder Scrolls Online as my example. And again, I'm going to compare it to WoW um, on sort of how those processes work. So um, in Elder Scrolls Online, your entire journey is getting stronger. Even whenever you're at uh, level cap, you still get new skills. You still get new points to spend um, and to customize your character beyond what you already are. Um and it's easy for one character that you have to be every role that mm. you may need to fill. Yeah. Um, which is why the leveling process is so robust. So um, I think I enjoy that aspect, especially whenever they sort of removed uh, the leveled zones and made it a free form, choose whatever quest you want and go and do it. Like that experience was really rewarding for me because I'm just doing whatever I want. I'm enjoying the storyline. Granted, everything is voiced in Elder Scrolls Online as well. So that's another big bonus for me. Um, And then on the flip side, I did find myself trying to enjoy like WoW's story whenever I just recently got back into it. Um, But I did feel like I had to like, I don't want to say that the game even forces you to do this but it feels forced like everything is just a block of text and you've got a clickable button at the bottom of every page you don't have to read through anything you don't really even have to know what's going on you can just click and go and um, i started finding myself gravitating towards that because the game wanted me to do that um and so it's just a weird like you know uh, difference i think i prefer having a storyline but at the same time, if all of your friends are max level, you want to go do that content with them. Um, and in ESO, while you do have the ability to do that, uh, you don't have the gear to really, you know, hold your own in those top level dungeons. So, yeah, um, I mean, with WoW two, it's you know there is story there. Um, it's just that like a lot of the story is also told through the in game content, I guess. So there's, you know, like with the different raids and stuff, they'll have 
cinematics and stuff like that to show you, you know, kind of what you're doing. And, and they've gotten a lot better with that. I mean, obviously, you know, back in 2004, they didn't have cinematics or if they did, they were pretty limited. Uh, but now they've got like cinematics for a lot of different stuff. But again, I think it's just their focus of, they focus on the in-game content. They make the cinematics there. They kind of show more of the story there versus during the leveling process. Do you think that it's because they, uh, they acknowledge that their audience is older and have probably been playing the game for a while or, um, I don't I, know, what are your thoughts? Well, I think a big reason of it is I'm sure they have mounds of research on this, um, for, you know, how to pull in new players and how long new players last and stuff like that. And I think a big part of the leveling changes was actually for new players because, if no one's ever played WoW before and they're coming in, you know, they're like a, I don't know, 12 year old or something like that. And, you know, they've, they've heard about it before, but they've never really played. And so they're playing the first time. Video games are very standardized now. Video games aren't what they used to be in the early 2000s or 90s or anything. It's, it's, they, people are used to just everything being simple. And not everyone likes that. I mean, a lot of people specifically look out difficult games, but, they, I think they pander to the, um, I don't know, to the casual player, to the to the new player and stuff like that. So I think that's what a lot of the changes were for. Um, but again, that's probably why you like, you know, Elder Scrolls Online, where it's not as pandered as much, I feel like, um, than, than other games. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever played this game, but uh, Anarchy Online. Have you Have you tried that one? Yeah, I think I played with you for a little bit, but it wasn't very long because <laughs> I I don't last very long in other MMOs. Uh, I, I just I don't know. I just like I said, I can't I can't do them very well. So I, I just want to speak to the complexity. You know, you're talking about WoW being a very like streamlined game. Mm-hmm. Um, Anarchy Online is probably the most 180 to that that you can possibly get, um, and I. I can appreciate it for what it is. And I know like we may get hate mail for this, (laughs) but it was too complicated. Um, Granted, some of the complex things made it unique. Like you had to craft some of the armor and you had to find, you you kind of had to figure it out in game. There were no like crafting trees or anything like that. Um, You had to get the right components, combine them together, and then you just made it in the game didn't tell you like what those crafting materials were even. Um, so that was interesting. And even like tracking down which villains had like the best like drops and everything. Uh, was really rewarding for me. Um, sure. Uh, plus they also had these really interesting instances. So um, I distinctly remember staying at level 60 because um, like I could, um, solo this one, like uh, dungeon basically. And so once you're level 60, you can stay inside the dungeon. The dungeon is instanced, uh, with everyone else that has entered the dungeon. And then you don't have to leave the dungeon ever. You can just keep walking through and killing mobs and there's never an exit unless you go back to the exit. Interesting. Um, yeah. And so you could stay there beyond level 60, but 60 was the highest that you could go in. So I stayed there until like 64 and just kept hanging out. It 
leveling was an extremely long process in that game. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was an interesting mechanic, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, all right, Lance, I got to I got to ask. What's your favorite class in WoW? Oh man, that's turned into a WoW one, huh? Yeah. Um, I've always liked Warlocks. Um, I've always been a big fan of Warlocks. Now, um, and in WoW, they've they've they have very st- standard or um, I'd say rigid hard roles set of tank, DPS, healer, and they play around that very heavily. And a lot of other games have you know kind of. I mean, some still kind of do it, but a lot have kind of gravitated away, I feel like, and you'll kind of have more hybrid classes, and you can kind of do multiple stuff and stuff like that. And, you know, that can definitely be a fun aspect, but wow, it's very strict. You're never going to be a hybrid healer. You're never, never going to be a hybrid tank. They used to allow you to do that kind of stuff in um, um, Classic and in uh, Burning Crusade. Um, but... For, for whenever I'm doing the DPS class, I, I really enjoy Warlock. I enjoy uh, dots, damage over time effects. I don't know. It's just a it's a fun it's a fun class to play. But I also enjoy tanking a lot because um, you kind of get to control the flow of your dungeons or your raids or stuff like that. I mean, if you're you know if you're tank, you kind of you don't <laughs> you don't have to wait uh, for a really slow tank in dungeons. That's what I hate the most if I'm playing <laughs> DPS. And you know we're doing very well. And he's still just like pulling, you know, taking on like three or four mobs at a time. And it's like, dude, just come on, keep going. You can do it, buddy. Yeah. So that that was my subtle way of asking about roles and everything. <laughs> um, so thank you for leaning into that. Um, Did you? No, I um, think. Oh, go ahead. Did you go ahead? Okay. I was going to say that, like, um, I personally really like playing as a tank because um, mm-hmm. I, I just having threats um and like you know saying hey this guy is not going to attack any of my friends because i'm going to step in the way and just you know scream a taunt at them um i think that's just really rewarding for me classic captain america yeah i mean come on and plus you always get to carry a shield around i don't know why i would be excited about that (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah and like one thing that ESO does well is that you can kind of cross over into other realms. So, um, you know, one of my classes is a, uh, basically built like a paladin. I can do some self healing. Um, but mostly it's just taunting and keeping things, uh, constantly attacking me. And it's just, it's so much fun to make this thing hit me. And I know that I'm not going to die because, what are they going to do to me? You know, I don't know. Kill you. Oh, I guess they, they could, they mm. could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, so do you have a, a least favorite MMO that you've ever played? Um, least favorite. Um, cause I know you spend like 10 minutes on each one. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. Um, <laughs> Hmm. I know. Yeah, I put you on the spot. Now I'm trying to avoid all the silence that you're causing by thinking. I think uh, I didn't particularly like um, what was it, Wildstar Online? Mm, the one that died six months in. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of that one. Um, 
I don't really remember why. Um, it was another one that just was just like coming out, and I was just like, you know what, I'll try it. And then I was like, eh, I'm bored. I don't want to play this. And I think a big reason of it is the unfamiliarity with it just makes me want to play just not an MMO. I mean, the reason I play WoW is because I'm familiar with it. If I were, were to get into it today, honestly, I probably wouldn't play it. Um, I'm not really an MMO player. WoW's like my only one, really. Um, and I've tried a lot of other ones. Like, I've I made sure it's like not just a, you know, not, I haven't experienced enough. Like, I've tried a lot of them. Uh, yeah. But I just, I just prefer. Like, I, I don't like the feeling in MMOs that, like, you know, you're supposed to be the chosen hero and you're the one doing all this. And then you fucking go outside and there's 20 other people. It's like, <laughs> all right, well, that was a bunch of bullshit you just gave me. Yeah, at least with um, like some of the games that I've played, like uh, I think Rift is a good example. I think that like they generic, like, like they make your character like a generic character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I liked that uh eso almost did that and then didn't which is just annoying um i figured ESO would be the hardest because they're such a story you know driven mmo so the the idea behind your character is very generic but then as you go through the storyline you're just like oh yeah i am the chosen one awesome (laughs) um because you start oh, off other chosen ones around me. <laughs> yeah. Like what's terrible is they've got like this thing. Uh, it's basically like a little cave that you go into to talk to like this leader dude um, that gives you all your missions. And like whenever you go in, it's very like obvious that you are the chosen one. Um, and um, you know, you are the only person that's in there and like all this stuff mm. immediately. Whenever you walk out, there's like 15 people that have zoned out of that room and are just stacked up on top of each other. Like, come on guys. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's honestly a big reason I didn't like ESO on principle coming out um, because I didn't want elder scrolls to go into the online market uh, and neglect their single player because I, I love their single player games. And those are games that I would typically, you know, dump hundreds of hours into because you do actually get, you know, a, sense of feeling that you're with uh, or that you're you're you know the hero of the, your own story and you get to affect your world and it makes lasting changes versus anything you do in an mmo i mean five seconds later either it's respawned or um you're instanced out and then everyone else is just going to do the same stuff you know yeah no that makes a lot of sense i i really prefer um and i'm sure you remember this game very well based on some of the issues we had but uh outcast or is that what it's called out uh out i don't remember this game oh no well that makes me feel like a dummy right now uh outward outward oh yeah Um, yeah wait uh so this was yes that's not not mmo but yeah yeah so it had mmo elements that i really liked Mm -hmm. um and it also had some other like uh, just straight up co-op gameplay, um, a lot of survival aspects and something like that. Even if it were take taken to an MMO style, I think would be better for it because you're not playing somebody special. Really, you're playing an average person that's right. sort of going through life. Um, 
and there are real consequences to every choice that you make in that game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, probably I can see that. Yeah. Um, um, do you remember Terra online? Terra. Um, yeah, that's the one that, uh, um, they had like a, an emperor system, right? Or yeah. some sort of ruling ruler system. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, that was the, that was a, that was probably my first MMO besides WoW that I actually spent some time into. And it was honestly just from the gameplay aspect. I really enjoyed that you could, um, aim your spells and it required the, you know, third element or whatever of playing a game, which is, you know, aiming versus in most other games, you click the target and then you do your spells to the target. Uh, and, and that's definitely changed since when Terra came out, because a lot of other games do that now in MMOs. But I don't know, it was a really fun concept for me, and I actually spent some time on that one just from the gameplay aspect, but the leveling killed it for me. I mean, it was a, it was a classic Korean game of your leveling is just grinding, you know, just killing a shit ton of mobs. So, Yeah, well, it, I think that goes into those MMO action RPGs that they're doing right now, because mm-hmm. um, yeah. that was a very action-heavy game. Yeah. Um, I, I will say I played a, a melee character in that game and oh. the attacks got very repetitive. Yeah. So I could see that. Um, with that being said, there is a game coming out allegedly 2021. Uh, spoiler alert. If this is the first time you've ever heard of an MMO, uh, MMOs never release whenever they say they're going to. Um, and it's always stuck in development hell for at least six or seven years. So that being said, scheduled release date 2021. Um, it's uh, called Blue Protocol. So it's an anime action MMO. Oh, this is why you know about it. All right. I mean, yeah, I'm a weeb. You got your wife who picked out in this shit. Uh, yes, and nice. her name is actually I don't I don't actually know. <laughs> um, but good. Uh, she would have been too creepy if you actually gave a name. I know, right? I know, right? Uh, no. So, um, in that game, it's very like, you know, targeted, um, they have smaller instances for characters to go into sort of like the first guild wars game where you had like a gathering point where everybody was there. And then you split off to go into dungeons with smaller, you know, cast of characters. Um, so that's, I think the idea behind it, um, very little has been released so far, but everything looks really good, really clean, really polished. So that's one that I'm excited for from like an action standpoint, because um, nice. everything is like either AOE or directly targeted. Um, even the melee combat looks pretty good. So nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I haven't really been on the, uh, you know, besides wow, I haven't been looking for you know MMO release dates or anything like that. Um, You're not trying to plan out your life in 10 minute increments. I am trying not to. (laughs) Um, All right. But uh, I have a feeling that you're wanting to end it soon because of how much time we're at. But I want to say one last thing, which is um, the games that I really enjoy, and this is kind of a slight tangent from MMOs, but the games I really enjoy are kind of a mix between these single player games and these MMOs. And I really like them whenever they have like, a four-player co-op type deal. 
um, you know, like uh, Diablo 3. I don't like Diablo 3, the game, but I like the system of you can play with a bunch of your friends and stuff. And that's what I wanted ESO to be. That's what I want the next Elder Scrolls to be. I want it so that you can affect your world, but you can also invite your friends in, you know, maybe like up to four or something like that so that they can enjoy your world or you can enjoy their world or something like that, where your changes still, you know, it still matters what you're doing, but you can still play with your friends and stuff like that. Um, but I don't really give a fuck about playing with a bunch of random people. So, you know, I'm fine dropping those thousands of people. I mean, I think we're on the same page, honestly. Um, we get into games with up to five people, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's the max that we've usually played with. Um, and normally it's four. So yeah. I don't I don't really care if I see other people in the world aside from us. It's cool if they are there and they're serving a purpose, like, especially for, like, a game focused around crafting. Yeah, other people are around because people got to give me my stuff that I want to buy. You know, they're um, here to serve you. Exactly. And then I serve them. It's called an economy. Come on, get it oh. together. Okay, <laughs> but uh, no, that's a good that's a good point. You know, um, and actually, I have I have one final thing that I'd like to say. OK, um, about MMOs. so I, I got to give credit to wow, because they did one thing for the world that I don't think they really intended. Um, And that is giving us a real life sort of uh, epidemic, uh, epidemic, uh, like pathing. I, I, were you part of that whole thing where they had like a a disease go rampant? Yeah. So that was in uh, either classic or BC. So that was before I started. Um, But I, I definitely know about it and, it's yeah it's i'll I'll let you explain it's it's a really it's a really funny phenomenon and i it's that is one event that like actual scientists have studied but there have been other events in wow um that like scientists have studied too because it is it's whenever you have this many thousands of people they're going to try to fuck over other people and so it's like a psychology thing like look (laughs) look at what these idiots are doing so yeah, so uh, without going too much into the weeds, uh, there was a final boss of a dungeon um, that people were raiding, and uh, it had an effect that caused like this. Um, is it a bleeding effect? I think. Yeah, it was. It was a disease um, that it would cast on either random people or a certain person. Yeah. So, um, and it caused like a lot of negatives. Like there were not very many good positives that <laughs> this thing gave you. As a matter of fact, zero, zero positives, all negatives. Yeah, I think um, it eventually killed you too over time, um, which is exactly. you know, a big problem. So um, the problem is that um, there was the effect would cast on you. And then there was a mechanic so that um, everybody had to do a certain action to clear the disease off of everyone that's involved. Um, so the mechanic worked for the most part except for uh pets specifically i think it was hunter pets uh did not get the effect cleared whenever the uh the trigger happened and normally it doesn't matter because these pets were dismissed before you exited a dungeon but uh in certain situations you could get the pet to have the effect in non-combat zones and that was a problem 
because the effect spread because it's like a, a, a bleeding effect, so to speak, and it would hit anything around it and spread the disease. So people were sort of going into town, not knowing they had this disease and spreading it throughout the population. And what you ended up having were, it was really just mass chaos because nobody wanted to have this disease and uh, people were accidentally spreading it. So you would have uh, real players sort of acting as quarantine officers to quarantine off these other people from getting into the general population. Um, You had characters not going into certain zones because they knew there was a high infection rate. Um, You had other players who were just assholes and would go into major cities to try to spread this disease that they've, you know, uh, contracted. Um, And so, you know, epidemiologists would start to watch these real like people basically uh, who had this disease and determine what human behavior would cause people to do in this situation. Um, And those real studies um, started having real world impacts. It's really interesting, you know, a virtual disease uh, affecting how real people live their lives now. Um, And so, you know, you would see exactly what we're seeing now, social distancing, right? Um, Quarantining all of these things that protect us during this real global pandemic protected people in wow's virtual pandemic or like pandemic. Hey, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, it's interesting on that one too, that they, you know, you're probably thinking, well, how did they fix it? They had to do an entire server rollback on all their servers for like X amount of days. I think it was like two days or something because they just couldn't, they couldn't, that was the easiest thing they could do. You know, they couldn't solve it any other way. Which, you know, kind of ruins the research of, well, how do they fix it? Oh, we can't just roll back the world. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we can't just pretend like this disease doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it it would have been really nice to have like a nice satisfying conclusion where, you know, the last person just, you know, unfortunately died in the wow, game. Wow, what There's the fuck, no, Brandon? I know. There's no vaccine, man. Come God on. Damn, dude. Um. But yeah, so, you know, kudos, kudos to Blizzard. They did not plan that, but man, they gave us some valuable data. All right, Lance, uh, anything else you want to talk about with, uh, with MMOs before we wrap it up there? Ah, fuck it, man. Okay. So, uh, this is the section of the show where we would talk about, you know, the things that we have that we recommend people check out things that we're checking out right now. Uh, I just want to give a shout out from um, a previous episode, sort of a follow up. Lance, uh, do you remember whenever we talked about Avengers for like an entire episode? Uh, Yes, I do remember. I remember complaining about Avengers for an entire episode. Yeah, it was just not a good game, right? Uh, I mean, I definitely didn't enjoy it. It wasn't the I mean, on top of all the issues it had, I also didn't really enjoy the you know, underlying gameplay that they had going on. But yeah, yeah, wasn't good. So, yeah. So just a, a quick follow up on that. Um, I played it for about a week or two after that episode aired. Um, and then I hit end game. And then it was basically like the ending of end game. I didn't care anymore. So, um, 
yeah, I know that was vicious. I'm sorry, guys. I'm still a huge Avengers fan, uh, just not of Marvel's Avengers, the video game. Um, so I haven't played it since. And Lance, you shared with me an interesting article. What was the uh, what was the title of that article? Uh, I don't remember the exact percentage, but basically player player rate has dropped like 97, 96% since launch or something like that. So according to the one that you sent me, it was 96, unless oh. that that has dropped it even further, which nope. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so a little bit on that too, it's, it's, you know, you're probably wondering, well, how many players is that? I mean, if it's a lot of players, I mean, that's still quite a bit. Um, whenever I link that, to Brandon, I looked at the on logged in online players, and that was at uh, 400 concurrent users. And if you look at the peak, um, I mean, you could do the math, but I think it was like 18,000 or 20,000 or something ridiculous. So, yeah. And to, again, I I want to reiterate, the game was fine. I cared more about the IP than Lance did, and I think that's why, you know, I played it more. But they didn't give enough to like get you to come back. And even the grind itself was just stupid. So, I mean, I don't want this to be Avengers fuck Avengers 2.0 podcast, but um, I think a big problem that, that they had with this game is just that they relied too much on the IP. They relied too much on it being an Avengers game. And they were probably just like, eh, fuck it. It's Avengers. Everyone's going to buy it. Everyone's going to play it. Everyone's going to like it. (laughs) doesn't really matter if it has some bugs here or there doesn't really matter if um you know how how the gameplay is doesn't matter if we have a ton of microtransactions to get these different uh costumes and stuff and then we make their initial costume look like a fucking idiot i mean doesn't matter because they're gonna spend money it's avengers everyone will like it all right well that's our little mini update i just wanted to make sure that everyone was aware that uh we were right that's really what i wanted to say Okay. All right, Lance, what are you checking out this week? Uh, I've been watching a lot of Hot Ones. Have you ever seen Hot Ones? Oh, dude, I love Hot Ones. Yeah, that's a good... So it's a YouTube channel. Um, they use, I mean, you can just search for Hot Ones, but the, the channel itself is First We Feast because um, they didn't used to just do exclusively Hot Ones content, um, which they, they still do other stuff. But the, the Hot Ones, basically what they do is they bring on a celebrity guest or some guest. I mean, it's not always a celebrity, but usually is, uh, or a comedian or something like that. And they will eat hot wings um, going in, increasing hotness um, over like eight to 10 wings, depending on who the guest is and stuff like that. And it's it's just a really entertaining show on two levels. One, the host is great. The host always does his research fully. He asks very interesting and intriguing questions. And they're not just like, tell us about your latest movie, which, you know, guaranteed they have a pre-planned script of exactly what to say on that. Like, (laughs) I feel like you get genuine answers from these people. And you will hear multiple times from the guests saying, wow, how did how did you know about that? Um, So he definitely does his research on this stuff. So it's really interesting. and two, it's just really funny to see the different heat level, heat thresholds that these different celebrities can take. You know, like Gordon Ramsay was on there. And you, as you can imagine, I mean, he was cursing at the storm um, as he was eating it more. But Guy uh, Fieri, whenever he went on, he ate all the wings, didn't drink any milk, didn't drink anything, wasn't sweating, like just didn't even give a fuck. So it's just really interesting to see the, the different celebrities and stuff. 
Uh, I just, I need to correct one thing, okay? Fieri. Thank you. Jesus yeah, Christ. I say Fieri <laughs> because I think that's the common one that people are going to recognize. But yes, Fieri is how you actually say his last name. I, I actually heard this, the, like, hesitation just for like a microsecond. You're like, <laughs> am I going to say it the right way? <laughs> well, if I say Guy Fieri, I feel like most people are going to be like, who the, what the fuck is a Guy Fieri? <laughs> so... Oh man, but yeah, no. Uh, props to Sean Evans. I wish that I was as good at uh, at interviewing people as he is. Um, man, just a real champ. Um, what about you? Well, what do you got going on? Yeah, so, um, dude, I think I've told you this in the past, but um, one of my favorite shows has to be Community. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, you've got just a great cast that's just all over the place as far as like strengths and, and weaknesses and all of that. Um, and it's just such a great show. Um, a little quick 30 second overview, you know, um, you've got this, uh, disgraced lawyer. He doesn't have a law degree. And so he loses his ability to practice law, goes back to community college in order to get his degree. Um, and, the whole time that he's at this community college, uh, he sort of engineers this way to meet a hot chick. Um, and that turns into a sort of lifelong friendship with these other people that are all going to community college. Um, you know, it, it goes from, you know, uh, a single mother, uh, going to school to, you know, give her kids a better life, uh, to, a rich asshole that, you know, is just there because he has nothing better to do. Um, and it, it goes all in between there too. So, um, what I really like is that every episode sort of, especially in the later episodes, um, they, uh, explore different ways of telling stories and different, I guess, what is it? Different, um, uh, archetypes, I guess, for, for storytelling. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, you get these different perspectives, um, and and told in different ways. It's just, it's really good. I'm rambling at this point. Um, but (laughs) one specific episode and it's a shame that it got pulled off of, um, off of all of the online streaming platforms. It's, uh, the D and D episode dungeons and dragons episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it got pulled for blackface, which is like, they make a little joke about it being blackface, mm-hmm. but, uh, one of their Asian characters puts on drow makeup and drow are black skinned, not, not like dark Brown skinned, like black people are. Uh, it's like actual, like black makeup. Um, and, uh, yeah, is in full, character the entire time he's on screen um and it's a good just nod to to how um how crazy people can get into the game um and it's also a story about inclusion you know like that entire episode is just about like being inclusive to the people in your life and uh you know not um ostracizing people so yeah i mean i don't again when i go too much into it but it it is frustrating sometimes whenever a joke is taken 
incorrectly. Like it's a it's different if it's a joke about a specific race, but if it's just like a joke, like I'm making fun of the people who do blackface. I don't think that that's offensive, right? I mean, it's offensive to the people doing blackface, but fuck those people. So it's like, who gives a fuck? Um, so, I mean, that kind of stuff's frustrating whenever they pull episodes from that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't want to go too in, too far into it. Yeah, I totally agree. Community is great. The D&D episode is great. Um, since they did pull it, I didn't realize they pulled it from all the streaming platforms. You can always take to the seven C's to get it. <laughs> exactly. And it's, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to endorse that too much, but Hey man, it's, if they pull the episode from everywhere else, guess what? Yeah. And it's it's worth it. It's it's such a I don't want to oversell it, but it is <laughs> probably the best D&D episode that any show can ever do. I just think that it's I correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, other than dedicated D&D shows, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I would say it's, Exactly. Yeah. Um Yeah, I just yeah, definitely check it out. Um, that's, like I said, community. And then your recommendation was uh, First We Feast, specifically Hot Ones, right? So, Yep, specifically Hot Ones, yep. Okay. Man, all right. Well, uh, I think that's our show for today. Um, Longing. I know. Um, as always, uh, if you can find us on social media, send us a message and I'll send you a big old thumbs up. And maybe a shout out on the show. Um, definitely subscribe and leave a review if you haven't already, because that's how we get recommended to people. Um, if you don't want to do any of that, then I guess, why are you even here? Um, I'm assuming to hear us talk about things for roughly an hour. Um, I assume they fell asleep with the podcast on. Oh, would be my yeah, guess. actually. I do know at least one person in real life that does that all the time. Uh, if my boss is listening, hi, Jacob. Um, yeah, let's, let's hit his subconscious. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, I think I've hit all of the talking points. Uh, Lance, anything else you want to add there? Nah. If you're not playing an MMO, probably don't pick a better game. <laughs> That's my recommendation literally anything else play checkers online okay hey don't joke about that checkers online is pretty fun man chess online is pretty fun too don't cheat though you little fucking cheaters next episode <laughs> on check and chess and checkers online all right uh you think anybody's still listening i mean your boss and his subconscious man give brandon yeah, yeah. a race give give brandon a race give brandon a race there you go buddy now you're gonna get it all right definitely worked yeah all right well uh since nobody else is listening uh Bye, Lance. Later.